Welcome, 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 welcome in everybody. I know it's Super Bowl season, right? We're a week away from the Super Bowl, depending on when you watch this. Okay, but we do, Dave, we have Major League Baseball season on the cusp. We we, we got pitchers and catchers getting ready to, to report. I saw the trucks loading up, and that means we have to talk season-long fantasy. Now, just so you guys know what me and Dave are going to do, we have a lot of good things cooking here. And if you don't know, you see it right there, Tony Jigsaw-Cotillo, Dave Glechter. You see where you can follow us. Most importantly, make sure you're following Windale Sports on all social formats. You're hitting the like button. You're hitting the subscription button. You see the code run the bottom, win big, $5.99 a week. You get your free week with win big. So make sure you're doing that. And what we decided is we're going to get some, some strategy sessions going here, right, on Win Daily. And, and me and Dave are going to be doing a weekly show on Win Daily. Yeah, and, and we haven't. Got the name yet, but we're getting there. We're also going to be doing a, a show on 7 and 9, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Sirius every single Sunday morning. So we're going to be talking DFS. We'll be talking season long. We're going to take your callers. But first of all, Dave, you got the shades going, man. You ready for MLB season or what? Man, it's February, right? And usually by February, we're thinking, oh, it's getting warm. Florida, Arizona. I've been out to both, you know, the Cactus and the Grapefruit League, and they're just such wonderful places to see the grassroots of baseball, right? The the, the times that we don't care, there's 5,000 people just watching them. Who cares what the score is? But just getting ready for what is America's pastime. And baseball is so, you know, core to our values here as sports fans that I'm, I'm hyped. I can't wait. I know it's Super Bowl, and I know we're a weekend no, – about 10 days away from that. But yeah. to think that we're that close to baseball and actually hearing the pop of the leather, Tony, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed oh. in myself, though, because I'm watching you. You got the you got the World Series baseball shirt. I'm sitting here sporting the Eagles. I mean, we're we're covering both bases. It's okay. Yeah. But um, but, but again, everybody wants to talk about you know, you know, draft strategy. What do I do? Because it's the time when you start really getting into projections. And we're going to talk a little rotisserie league strategy. And if everybody doesn't understand what Roto is, we're going to explain to you how you go about it, what it is, scoring categories, uh, traditional versus new. But Dave, before we even get into that, a lot of rule changes. We we're talking off air this year that are going to kind of deviate from maybe your traditional projection model that you're going to give. I mean, you know, as far as, you know, do you want to get what, what's a couple of the rule changes you think that can kind of hinder what we're doing this year? MLB 2023 brings to us a new game. They're trying to bring a little more life into the game. They tested it out in the minor leagues last year, and I, I think it is going to give us a little bit more of a speedier game. You know, we're all sitting here in this new age. You go to an NBA game and you hear music all game and you get a lot of things going on that your mind is, you know, connected. Baseball is trying a little bit of the same thing to speed it up. And what they're doing is they're they're giving a little more action. First off, pitch clock. I think that's going to be a big deal, especially for those guys that, you know, some of them can just sit back, get the number and roll, right? But a lot of them are a little bit deliberate in their approach. Those deliberate pitchers, I think, are going to be pressed a little harder. I think it's going to open up a little bit of the offensive game. The second rule I'm really looking into, bases are going to be bigger. And they're actually moving from a 15-inch bag to an 18-inch bag. And they're moving back second base a little bit. I think we're going to open up the steal game. And then third, the big one, shift. Now you have to have two defenders at a minimum on each side of the bag. So you're not going to see the full three-man shift to the right side of the infield or left side of the infield, depending what hitter you're going against. And I think that's going to open up some holes here for the, obviously, the pull hitters. And then lastly, minimum number of pickoff attempts. You know, the pitchers are allowed wow. two step-offs of the rubber, whether you go and fully pick off or not. Look, if you use your two up early, 
that base runner has pretty much taken that solid four-step lead, and he's safe to do it. So um, I think those four rules are really going to implement a lot of more activity in the game. It's not – you know, what we've lived in these past, what, I want to say four or five years, Tone, is mash and bash, right? K's and home runs. I think we're going to see a little bit more strategy be developed now, which is going to be good for the fantasy game too. Yeah, listen, I'm all about strategy. I love it. I you said one thing that 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 brings tears to my eyes, and that's more running on the bases. I yes. I love I love stolen bases. I it's a huge part of the game. Um, and, and listen, Philly, we got a good guy in Trey Turner being that they, you know you're right. We we got a nice guy in Trey Turner. We need to look at. Um, but but right off the bat, you know everybody's out there asking what is Roto, and 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 I'll give you. Basically, my synopsis on it, it is a, a full-out scoring league. You're, you're, you know, it's not like every week you're like, well, I'm going to go up against Dave this week. I'm going to go against Jason the following week. No, there's no more head-to-head. If it's 12 men, if it's 13 men, you're playing up against 13 men or women. That's what it is. Every single week, it's cumulative. So it consi- consistently scores. Now, with that, Dave, it, it, it's all about – your draft strategy. We talked about that, right? The, it's a five by five league with the statistical categories. Basically, they could be custom, but again, you you kind of know what those normal categories are: home runs, runs batted in, runs stolen bases, right? Uh, some can have average and bats. It, it all depends on you know it, they can have double, single. It all depends on what they do. Uh, but for the most part, how how do you? I mean. Me personally, I'm going to get your take on it first, and then I'll explain what my draft strategy is. But how do you go into these roto leagues? Like, what what is the kind of mindset that you need to have when you start fiddling with your roster? So I play in two big, significant roto leagues, both five by five. Actually, one six by six with a half point for the next category. So it's not bad. So you're you're about five and a half by five and a half. But um, one of them's you know a keeper league where you can keep a minimum amount of people. One is a it's a redraft, and I think there in both cases the strategy should be as simple as this: the more balanced teams obviously win, right? But to the point, you need to be dominant in either a pitching or a hitting category and then be able to bring the other one up. So from my standpoint, if I'm sitting there in the top three, four picks, I am going to try and hammer hitting. I'm going to look for a more balanced hitter, one of those power position hitters that also scores runs, is able to steal bases, hit for average. They're not, they don't fall off the tree, right? Your Mookie bets don't fall off the tree, but those are why those guys, the Mike Trouts, are up there in the top three or four every year. Now, if I'm back in the middle of the draft, Tone, I'm really going to start thinking about getting pitcher. And what I want to talk about here is, and it might be similar to you, is whatever you do in the first round, I fully suggest you do in rounds at least two or three. Now, what I mean by that is maybe pitching, you might only go one, two, and then go to hitting. But hitting, if I'm one, if I'm top and I go hitter, I go hitter two, I go hitter three, and then I start to build my pitching after that. I want to build a position of strength, one or the other. And it depends where I fall in the draft. But that's my strategy going in, obviously, is to build a position of strength. I believe I can build depth in the other position to really get the points that I need to bring that one up. I like that. POS. And we're not talking about piece of you know what. We're talking <laughs> about position of strength, right? Um, you know, I'll tell you what. Me personally, if I'm in a Roto League, I want the number one overall pick. And, and, and I'm going to differ a little bit from Dave. And I'll tell you why. And, and and again, this could differ year to year, right? I mean, it all depends on how many bats you have up towards the top, how many can fall, right? Me personally, I look at pitching as an absolute must. And one thing I agree and one thing I disagree with. The one thing I agree with is whatever I do, 
at the first pick, no matter where I pick, I'm doing with the second pick. So the way I look at this is I want the number one overall pick. Now, obviously, there's several different methods, but if I have the first overall pick, I'm taking the top pitcher on the board. That's just what I'm doing. And the reason why I'm doing that, Dave, is because I know I'm coming back, and say if I'm in a, a 10-man or a 12-man, whatever it is, I know I'm coming back with back-to-back picks that I can still grab another stud starter that gives me two horses, and then I can start my bats with possibly like, maybe maybe a guy like Rafael Devers that goes down that low, yeah. right? May, you know, maybe a guy like Manny Machado that gets that low because, listen, projection models, I mean, right now you're, you're, you're talking that kind of range, and that's a really – Austin Riley's a really good bat. So, I, again, everybody has their different formula, but that for me is pitching. Whenever I've won my Roto Leagues, Dave, um, it's always – I've always had two stud pitchers because I just feel like – even though, like you said, you I agree with you that you you want to build whatever you know your position of strength, but I just feel like there's so many more bats out there that you can build upon than there are arms. So if I can get those two studs at the top and just ride them out, I feel really comfortable. I do. I there are, really and I don't disagree with that strategy. The only thing I'll say about picking at one, listen, five categories for pitchers as a starter. The only ones that are going to – you're going to lose one. You're not getting saves, right? You're only going to build up the the ERA, the whip, the wins, and the Ks. And even wins get a little tricky anymore these days with the way people manage their pitchers. So, for me, you pick a number one batter, he clears the five categories. That's just why I'm I'm, I'm kind of more in the batter position, but I love stud pitchers. I'm more – I will revert to a stud pitcher probably if I'm – if I'm hampered in the middle round to late first round – Absolutely going two pitchers. I'm with you. I, I like that strategy. It's interesting that you think about going that early, and I'm not against it because you would be sitting there going 124. I'm thinking 12 teams, right? 124. And you're picking up a hitter at 25, and I think that's real you know, keen on you to think that a Devers or a Machado could actually last that long, and they would um, at that pick. So that that's interesting to look at that way. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm the crazy bastard that took like Donovan McNabb number one overall as a quarterback in NFL, right? And, and just so you know, the one year everybody saw I was nuts. I took Matt Forte with my number one pick because uh, I knew he's a PPR monster and I won a Super Bowl. Just throwing it out right. there. So uh, I'm not saying I'm always right. I'm never saying that, but I'm just saying sometimes you know the different strategies do work. Now. One thing I think we should do, Dave, which I think will be interesting. I'm, I'm thinking on the fly here. You know, down the line, maybe we'll we'll, we'll do a draft offline. Well, me and the Dave will do a draft. I'll do my strategy with taking a pitcher at number one. Dave will do the bats, and we'll see kind of what the way the roster is constricted between it or, or constructed between the two, and see who 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 the audience thinks um, is the best. We'll, we'll 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 do it that way. Now, let me ask you this, Dave: relief pitcher. You, you know, you mentioned yeah. it because. There's a lot. Listen, we have it in Philadelphia to where they've actually said it's going to be closure by committee. So what is your what's your strategy with relief pitchers? I mean, are they just kind of like team defenses now in football? Like, I mean, what do we do here with that? Great question. So I've always been like with this with relievers, even when you had the steady uh, Mariano Rivera's or all Chapman's. Yep. My belief is if somehow, some way you can find in your draft strategy to pick one stud because there are a few out there that are still out there that will be the hold down man for the whole season. We get him and we forget about relief pitchers until the 20th round. Most leagues let you start two relief pitchers and then some flex pitchers to get those save categories. If you need to on certain weeks, 
so you're gonna need one definitely, and then that second one. I mean, we can go back. Who was the Phillies closer this year? We'll we'll just go back and talk about that. You know, at the beginning of the season, you know, they looked at so many other options, but it ended up being who? I don't know either. It was Sir Anthony Dominguez. It was Jose Alvarado on the right night. You know, a team that got to the World Series, even Houston Astros um, traded away a reliever in the middle of the season that was a closer. So, they're, you know, look at the Milwaukee Brewers trading away Josh Hader. Like, closers aren't your standard anymore. I agree with you. But there's about four or five that you can rely on the top. If you can go one of those four or five, go in the 20th, 23rd, 24th round, pick just some flyer names, you'll be fine. And that's how I treat saves anymore. I mean, it's honestly the only way you can be, right? Um, because it is it, – it, listen, we don't have Mo anymore, right? We don't have no. these guys that are just backdoor guys that we know are going to pitch. Hey, you got, you got Diaz in New York who you know is going to yep. be there. There, there. There's no closer by committee there, right? So no. we know that. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Now, you know, l- last thing about the, the lineup before we, we, we talk overall final thoughts here, you know – we talked about year in and year out with the baseball. Sometimes it's juice, sometimes it's not, right? So, you know, home runs are up, home runs go down. So it's like, what what are we doing as far as from the power perspective? Are we looking at guys more like home run guys? Are we looking at more of those, hey, listen, there's a roto league, right? The five-by-five five guys to where we're, we're saying we want the stolen bases, we want the average, the singles, the hits. I'm a big positive point production guy dfs and we're gonna have a dfs strategy uh session next week but you know what is your mindset when it comes to the bats so head-to-head leagues i play in a lot and i look at that league where k's are debilitating they really hurt you guess what roto leagues they don't right so i look really in roto leagues i look at power hitters and power hitters only I'll punt the average category and just hope maybe some of my power hitters, you know, have a good average year. Because when you hit a home run, you get a run, you get a hit, and you get an RBI. You get a minimum of those, and you're already you're canceling out three of the categories that you already need. Um, average and stolen bases, obviously important, but if I'm going to do anything, those are going to be on my bottom side and hope maybe my fringe players bring them up. Here's the thing about stolen bases. In the past few years, they've, they've been got by some really, like, odd guys and you can just go out there and get ones or twos to get the 30 stolen bases and you're going to be fine and can compete if you can go one or two of those guys it's fine it's not like the good old days with vince coleman willie yeah. mckinney remember the running redbirds those days you know even ricky henderson you would need somebody like that not anymore you got about four or five guys that steal 30 bases you can get maybe one of those off the fringe end so i look at power and roto i really think power is important and here's the other thing one other thing in roto that i look that is huge it's position flexibility. If you can find guys where you're able to play them at different positions because they've qualified, a lot of your leagues will have a you know minimum of 10 games at one position will qualify them for that position. That's huge. If you're able to get a guy that can play two or three positions, I'll just go to Max Muncy in LA. Uh, he's able to play about five positions when he goes second base, third base, first base, outfield, DH. Guys like that really huge can win a roto league for you just by being able to flex them and put them in different positions and help you while you, you know, build your team in the draft, but also manage your team during the season. Yeah, that's a great point. Position flexibility is huge. I I always look at those multi-positional players all the time, man. They are so key. If they're listen, I, I will say this: if if you're out there and you're in your draft and you're looking at two guys and they're separated by about 10 points. Go with the guy who's more positional eligible. Yeah. That's all. Right? That's 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 all I'm saying, right? 
That's all I'm saying. Uh, my, our man Ivan checking it says he agrees with Dave on relief pitching strategy. I, I, I do too. It's why we got him here, right? See you. What's up? See you checking in to do with the best yeah. air in the business and great yes. picks as well. <laughs> says, haven't settled into, into baseball in a while, to be honest. Brady Anderson still on the Orioles. Thank him and Tal taking to the house this year. Oh my God, dude. That's so funny. Uh, Brady uh, yo, Anderson. And I will tell you a quick story. Uh, that Brady Anderson year, like. Oof. That's when you knew people were on Roy's left. Nah. Right? But I, I love I keep saying though. I'm not it, gonna be mad. I loved it. I love it. I'm not it. mad either. I'm not mad. I think there's a place for him in the in the hall. I don't care yeah. if you built him a special wing. It should be, but all I know is there was a lot of people doing Roy's and a lot a of lot. people didn't need refunds because it didn't freaking work for them. So no. because there were some cats doing Roy's and do nothing for them. No. So um at yeah. the end of the day, let them in, man. Let them in, Dave. Final thoughts here on Roto League strategy as we go forward. Yeah, so again, when you look at Roto League, build a position of strength, understand the depth charts on each team, build your guys that have player position flexibility, and also, you know, as we talk about pitching here, I really value starting pitching over relief pitching, but if you can find yourself in a way to get one of those steady, really good aces in the bullpen you know those dedicated closers try and get one but i will tell you they move so much during the season that you'll be okay if you're active on the waiver wire to get some good saves through that method of punting that position like some people do in football when they punt quarterback that's how we treat relievers look at the best ones there's three or four otherwise wait yeah no nah, listen i i completely agree the, the only the only word of advice i'm gonna tell everybody is uh roto leagues more than head to head you need to be prepared don't go into your draft just thinking you right. have a sheet uh you have to have backup plans and everything because they go fast um and, and again the position eligibility is huge uh and make sure you know that the thing is dave see if you agree with this before we get out of here when, when you're going head to head leagues and, and you're doing a typical snake draft 10 main league you, you know the, adjusting on the fly is a little more easier than it is in rotisserie leagues you, like it, it's really hard to adjust on the fly so you to me you need to be prepared to say okay i knew for a week where my pick is at I, I have an idea. You can really pinpoint your positions, whether, you know, of strength. Can't you beforehand? I agree. Listen, catcher's another one, right? There's about yep. two or three top value catchers in the league. You don't get them. Punt, 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 and punt more and wait. Um, that's another strategy. But you're right. I mean, head-to-head, -head, even weekly, like you're looking at it like, I got to get as many pitchers starting this week because I'm going against nine starts on the other team. I want to make sure I get 10, right? Roto's not like that. You always got to be ready to be able to be adaptive. You're you're playing your stats. You're not playing the yep. other person. So, Tony, you're right. You need to build that team well-rounded, but you really need to focus. Like you said, in a draft, if it starts going one way, you need to be able to move very quickly in Roto because, you know, if you see everybody pumping up on power, okay, let me go get some average and stolen bases. In a head-to-head, you're just getting the guys you like. So I agree with you. You do have to be adaptive in a Roto draft. Yeah, and, and head to head, you're you're again not only you're going week to week, but the stats, you know, obviously fluctuate. In Roto, you know, listen, if if your your own projections, if you're projecting a guy to give you 400 points over the course of the year, guess what? He's going to get you 400 points. Like, and so again, because it's it's adjusted for the entire year. Where head to head, it's like one week he could that be on week. the top end of that, right? On yeah. another week, he'd be on the bottom end. So you kind of just got to let it play out. It, it, it's almost like a 
um, a best ball league on steroids, kind of, you know, so to speak, right? But you're allowed to make moves. Yeah, but, and I will say, don't go in there and saying, I got five guys with power and I got five guys with speed. You'll lose. I'm telling you, you got to build that one area that you want to be strength. And then you got to get one or two in that other to just get you in like maybe the middle to the upper third of that category. You don't need to win every category. You win three out of the five. You win three out of the five. You're going to be really good shape. Yes, I, I completely agree. Uh, so, listen, Tony Jason Cotillo, Dave Glackner right here, Wind Daily Sports. Uh, as always, make sure you're following us at Wind Daily on all social formats, winddailysports.com. You've seen it through the entire episode. Co-wear win big for your free week. Five ninety nine every single week on here on out. Projection miles, analytics, stats, everything. Content, you name it. Uh, and, listen, a lot of big things happening. Make sure you get on board now. Uh, me and Dave, like I said, We'll be doing a, a weekly show, I think possibly Thursday night. Uh, we don't have the, the name yet. Um, and then we'll be Saturday mornings on Sirius from 7 to 9, going over all your Sunday mornings. Just, oh, what did I say, Saturday? Yeah, it's Sunday. Uh, see, I'm all messed up. We you got too much shit church. going on. That's the you problem. We're all over the freaking place. Yeah. I, <laughs> I got I to have my Google calendar up on the one side of my screen just so I know what the hell we're doing. Uh, but, nah, yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, for Tony, for Dave, for all the Wendell Sports family, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. And we'll catch you back here next time.